0: all right so i'm gonna keep a little bit of this beginning banter in because i, I love to every
1: episode just- yeah i peeped. I like starting it like that too because it's just like i like the casual vibe of podcast so it's like it's so much so much better when it just starts off like a regular conversation
0: did i, I want people like i i never want to be one of those obviously i want like success i want like renown i want people to like know my music or like know of me because of the creative endeavors that i put out but like I want them to know that I'm a regular-ass person, that I For make sure. mistakes and I say stupid shit sometimes. I don't know. I
1: always like the, the, like, it always seems more genuine to me when it starts off like that, as opposed to, like, some super scripted, like, intro every single episode, you know? Yeah. like I get why you do it, because I guess, like, not all of your viewers are always going to be the same people that already, like, know who you are, so it's okay to, like, have an introduction and shit, but at the same time, like, everything that seems, like, super scripted and forced and shit, it's just, nah. like... I'm not with that, bro. I don't like that that much.
0: That's why we do things one way here. We do it like this. Welcome ladies and gentlemen, one and all to another episode of the Angry Barista. Y'all joining me know. today, joining me today is one of the two stars of the Sonic Goodies podcast, Mr. Miguel. I'm glad to be here, man. Thank you for having me. Bro, I'm I'm happy to finally have you here. You know what, like I I've had a lot of inspiration from my friends to do a podcast for a long time, uh, you and Josh included uh just like general like in general people i've met and like joe rogan famous people obviously who have podcasts like people be making bread off of these podcasts uh but like just i would i have to touch on what you and josh did for me as like coming in because you guys were like clients of the space clients of the studio at first um i loved i love sitting in on the sessions i love doing i love we love having
1: you guys there too like just listening and i don't know i think it contributed to like the whole energy of the of the Mm. room whenever we were recording man it was really fun
0: yeah man it like it's different when you have people in the room who are um at least entertained by what you're doing and they're like engaged and they're paying attention to what you're doing it makes you feel like you're doing something right you know you're like i could play i don't know
1: like the way we always do the episodes it's just always like it's just homies talking you feel me um Mm. yeah we don't we don't really like script things uh, we don't write down like what we're going to say necessarily. Like we know what we're going to talk about and we may have like bullet points and stuff just yeah. so we don't forget anything that we want to mention. But yeah, some
0: things are important. Some things you want to touch on because you know that they're going to be interesting topics to talk about.
1: Exactly. But we don't really like write down specifically line by line what we're going to say. Like that's, mm. that's scripted, you know? And like I said before, I like yeah. that. I like that genuine feel when it comes to like podcasts specifically. Cause it makes, I think it also makes the listener feel like they're more of a part of it, you know, mm. as opposed to just like somebody listening.
0: Yeah, man. I like I. I love listening to uh, podcasts, or not. I don't listen to a lot of different ones, but like I love listening to them for that reason because I feel like long form conversation is the only way you could get to know somebody you don't actually literally know. Yeah, you know? for sure.
1: And you do end up feeling like you know these people whenever. Uh, yeah. Whenever you like tune in every single episode, you know, and you kept and you just stay in touch with what they're saying, you know, in, exactly. in the episodes.
0: Yo, I feel like anybody who listens to you and Josh, like even if you never met them before, like a random person, if you were to meet somebody who was like a regular Sonic goodies listener, that you would be able to have a conversation with them because like, for
1: sure, for sure. And I'm not going to lie. Like a lot of our listeners, we have like, we've never met them before. A lot of them are from like Cali or just different Mm. States. We got people from like Netherlands, that listen, which is crazy. It's super crazy, but it's like, I know I've talked to a lot of the, a lot of our listeners, you know, just like Mm. as friends online and stuff like that. And, I really do consider them our friends, you know. Um, That's what I'm saying. We've had, like, conversations that are not related to the podcast, you know. I know a little bit about their lives and shit. So, it's dope to have that, you know. And it's dope that those are really actually, like, some of our biggest supporters, like... I was actually mentioning the other day, I was tweeting the other day, like shout out to all my internet friends that I've never met a single day in my life, (laughs) but that show me more love and support than people that I've known for years in in real life. And it's crazy that it works out that way, you know, and that's not even me being better or anything, but it's just an observation that I made, you know,
0: it's a, it's an astute observation. I'll tell you that much because I mean, look, the people who tend to support you the most are the ones that haven't um, that have only consumed, and it sounds, it's going to sound funny for me to say this, but like, they're the ones who have only consumed the version of yourself that you curated already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like when you, when you spend a lot of time in person with somebody, you, that's when they have time to project like their, their expectations, their fears, their whatever, like their judgments on you is like, cause you're right there. And so like immediately sometimes like when you're with somebody who's just not vibes or who's not vibing correctly, like you could tell that they're, They're measuring up. They're like trying to measure themselves to you. You know what I mean? They're trying to compare themselves to you and see like, oh, I'm more lit or I'm more funny or, you know, like, and that
1: vibe is fucking terrible. Bro, I don't get why people be trying to turn everything into a competition. Like, I really don't care. And and I'm also like, I don't carry myself as somebody that's like trying to be better than everybody Mm -hmm. else in everything. I'm just like, I'm just a chill person. Like, honestly, I don't care about much. I just, I just want to be, have a good time with everybody, have good conversations. Um, the whole point of the podcast is really just to spread good music. That's Amen. that's really it. Like, it's just me and my best friends talking about what we're most passionate about, which is music. And then let's go. And then it just delves into other shit wherever the conversation goes. Cause we also get into a lot of weird. Uh, it's a lot of weird topics, you know. <laughs> Cause the world is it's a weird, it's a weird thing to think about. Just life in general and everything that's going on now specifically. Yeah, it, it it serves for a lot of material to talk about. Aside from music, but yeah, that's that's really the whole point of the podcast. So it's like, I don't see, and I don't think that like necessarily the people that I know don't support me or like, uh, they don't show love because they're bitter or anything like that. A lot of times it's just like honestly, there's not a lot of people that are as passionate about music as we are, or that are as big as music heads as we are. So Mm. it's just like, there's people, for example, like in my in my old job that like, they they know I have a podcast and everything. They were like, yo, where can I listen? Whatever. And one of them was just like. Yo, man, I listened to the first episode. It was cool. Yeah. But I just had no idea what you guys were talking about. But like, that's okay because like yeah. he's not a music. It's, not for like that. You. it's just not for you. And and that's completely fine, you know. So whenever I say, like, oh yeah, it's it's weird that people that I know personally don't show love or, or support like that, it's not really it's not really out of bitterness. It's just them it's just not for them sometimes, you know. And yeah. that's cool.
0: It's an astute observation, but you know what I think? I, I honestly genuinely, uh genuinely believe that people who don't, like, aren't passionate about music or whatever, like, they just haven't had their religious moment with it. Do you remember what the first moment, your first moment where you listened to a song and you were like, yo, I feel emotions from this now?
1: Bro, I don't even know. I don't even know, but I, I do remember just being really into music from a young age just because uh, I remember being a little kid and, and my mom used to have, like, the little cassette tapes and the, her CDs and shit, and I remember going to her room and putting the cds in and like listening along and like reading the lyrics in the lyric booklet you know that Mm -hmm. they used to come with that every single album used to come with that so like i would do that shit and that was just me like being a little kid like nobody was telling me to do that that Mm -hmm. was just like what i did you know from such a young age and then so i knew i always liked music um and i think in high school was really probably when i was like when i got really really into it i mean i was in the band i was uh and yeah, like all I did, like my only hobby in high school was l- literally just going home, looking for new music to listen to, uh, looking up like interviews from the artists that I liked, mm. that type of shit. You know, like that was always my thing. Uh,
0: Damn, but it started with the cassette tapes. Mom's with the cassette, cassette tapes, tapes,
1: yeah. And shit. and just in general, like my dad is a very musical person. He's always played the guitar. My mom, she's maybe not like so musically inclined, but she's definitely has some appreciation for like mm. art and stuff. She used to draw. She used to like be in theater and stuff like that mm. so i've always just had an appreciation for all that shit why why is the actor musician combo always the best like
0: why does that always why bro, is that I don't be hitting? why
1: it happens bro it just couples be hitting like that it's just the
0: actors and the musicians is because they're the only ones who could stand each other i feel like
1: <laughs> probably i don't know i think it's also like just having just having that appreciation for art you know even though yeah. it's different forms of art but just the fact that two people can appreciate the same mm-hmm. thing and and just know how much it has to offer to somebody, I think that's probably a big part of it.
0: Yeah. Dude, have you heard of binaural beats? Nah, what's that? I've Bina- I- been medita- be meditating all the time. So it's like I use some funny shit sometimes. Like uh, you put on headphones and it's like it plays one consistent tone in one ear. And then in the other ear, it plays a slightly different tone. So they're not the same notes, but they're like consistent notes. So it's like, ee, And then the other one's like, ee. Slightly different, so that when it's playing at the same time, it sounds like there's like a, a wobbling effect. You know, it, it sounds like whoa, 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 whoa,
1: oh, whoa. And whoa, whoa, whoa. you try to meditate during that?
0: So, if you meditate to sounds like that, what ends up happening is your brain, like, because your brain, every time you think, it gives off like pulses of like magnetism, like little electromagnetic, like little fields that your brain gives off. When you listen to those binaural beats, your brain, like the little field that you're giving off, it tries to sync up with the little wobbling so As like well. there's there's different types of wobbles there's frequencies right that you could pick that you know like your brain wobbles like this or whatever when you're asleep or it wobbles like this when you're meditating, so if you
1: so play that's just that, supposed to like affect your mood and
0: yeah, you could like you can deadass like sometimes i'll put I'll put one on and I'll like meditate, and it'll be like a relaxing frequency, like whatever hurts like this. Fifty nine hertz or whatever. I'm I'm just making some shit up yeah. right now. Like fifty nine hertz, and you play it, you, you put on your headphones you here, the whoop whoop whoop, whoop 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 whoop, and then it puts you there, bro. Like I swear to God, you feel That's relaxed.
1: Right. Yeah. Um. Nah. I'm glad you brought on meditation because I'm I'm very big on meditation now. Let's go, bro. Uh, I think it's one of the best habits that I picked up, and you I heard think of I've Wim been Hoff? doing. Uh no, I just been like honestly I just use Headspace like the app. Mm. Yeah, like I just be mm. practicing mindfulness. I know it's different types of meditation, but yeah the one that I practice really right now is just mindfulness. That's what got me into it. Nice. And it's been like honestly it's been uh it's been life changing, bro. Uh I'm gonna keep it a buck. It's like uh it's it's helped me a lot with my anxiety and just Let's get it. And uh, really just getting more getting to know myself better. That's what I use it as. I think it's a great tool to just like assess how you're feeling that day what's on your mind and squeaky clean mental health gang yeah for sure but i think it's such an like i think it's definitely one of those things that anybody could benefit from honestly and i don't say that about a lot of things but i feel like meditating like practicing mindfulness uh exercising and Mm -hmm. reading i think those are three things that absolutely every person in the world could benefit from. And I don't know if there's anything else that would add to that list, but I know that, like, those three for sure. That's another habit that I actually picked up a lot last year, man. During quarantine, it was, like, the perfect time for me to get into reading. Bro, and it was, like, the books that I picked up that got me, like, back into reading were, like, they were just perfect, bro. Like, uh, I got into, like, magical realism. So that's basically, like, it's not quite fantasy, Mm. but it's not quite, like, you know just regular real world things like it's more of like a real world story with a little bit of a fantasy aspect but not necessarily like fairies and shit yeah
0: it's shit that's like fringe science almost like oh like maybe this could be real but science hasn't caught up yet yeah
1: i mean it has some like absurdity to it like for example i, I read this like the first book that i read during quarantine that i was just obsessed with i really like just benched that whole book in a couple of days it was called kafka on the shore it's mm-hmm. by this uh by this japanese writer called murakami i think his name is um, and it's about this guy, this kid he's like a, he kind of runs away from home and set in Japan, and he comes across this, and so it's two main characters' it's, uh the main protagonist, uh I forgot his name, but then there's this other old man called Nakata Nakata mm-hmm. is like this and the interesting about the interesting part about the story is that like the way it's narrated is like one chapter is about the kid and then the other chapter is about Nakai. Oh, I love that. The, and then the dual narrative. And then it's like a dual narrative and you start seeing these parallels between the two of them and you start just seeing how eventually how they're linked together and but it's just a page turner, bro. Like I was just Eating that book, up, bro. And so, what was the fantastical element about it? For example, Nakata, uh, he could talk to cats. Like that—that w- that was kind of like the the magical realism aspect of it. And it deals with a lot of stuff about like you know past lives and shit like that. Mm. Um, Do you believe in that stuff? Uh, I, I don't say I believe in it, but it's just like I'm also not. It. Like I don't, I don't necessarily think it's not true you know
0: i'm there bro i'm, uh, I'm like i'm like i'm, I'm 90%. very open to
1: like i'm very open to anything but i don't think like yeah. anybody has really all the answers you know
0: yeah but yeah. it's
1: like uh but i like hearing stories bro. i'm really into them i get so much from them i get i learn so much from just hearing other people's perspectives
0: yeah
1: i think uh i consider myself a very open-minded person mm. you, for you, that same reason because i think everybody like you you can learn something from anybody so it's just like I, even me myself i don't think Like I don't, I don't quote myself as I have any everything set in stone. You know, I'm I'm willing to change my perspective on anything. Like I may believe something now, but that doesn't mean that after a certain experience in the future that I could have that that may not change. You know, I'm a totally
0: different person from who I was in like 2019. For example, I feel like I'm.
1: I feel like everybody is, bro. Like I feel like 2020, like it kind of forced you to change in one way or another. I, mean, but
0: even to a point, like I'm a different person I was last month, kind of like, you know, like you, you change, you're right. Like for it's sure, a, bro. it's, it's like,
1: it's, it's it's an ever, it's a, you're an ever changing person, bro. I, I don't want to, and I don't, and I think that's a good thing, bro. I don't want to be the same person I was last year. Like, I Damn. don't want to be doing the same shit I was doing two years Dude. ago. You know, what I'm saying?
0: Ideally, I want to be doing the same shit, but be getting paid more for
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that, bro, for sure, for sure. Uh, but no, nah, I think and I think something that I liked a lot about 2020s that it, it forced me to pick up a lot of new hobbies like mm. like reading. That was a big part, a big like one. Like
0: meditating. Like
1: meditating. Meditating. I had started like a little earlier, like, like more 2019. Yeah, like tor- like towards the end of 2019, but 2020 was definitely when I when I got more serious right. with it and when I started really seeing the benefits of it yep. for sure. Walk me through,
0: cause like I guess. In a sense, if I know if I know what I'm talking about a little bit, like I guess I practice mindfulness a little bit too, kind of like on a daily or whatever. But like, walk me through like your process. Like, how do you practice? Like, what's your what's your vibe when you go through? Um,
1: mindfulness to me, uh, I like to do it in the morning. Mm, me too. Um, so I like to start my day off with that. Uh, I kind of just. Literally, as soon as I wake up, I I open the app and they usually have like a they they have different programs in in Headspace. It could be like, you know, your basics program that just teaches you how to meditate in general. There's there's programs addressed for different things like for anxiety, depression, anger issues, for sleep. Whatever it may be, but they also have some that are like just every day there's like a little lesson and then they walk you through like a 10 minute, 20 minute meditation. So those are the ones I do just because I'm not doing any specific program right now. Yeah. And each each day is like a different lesson that's very insightful, very helpful. And uh, mindfulness is literally just all about being in the present, you know, like acknowledging your surroundings, the sounds around you, how your body feels, you know, and not getting so carried away with your thoughts, like not engaging with your thoughts so much
0: yeah observing them more
1: yeah being more of an observant that's that's also like probably one of the biggest lessons of mindfulness it's like learning the nature of thoughts you know what i'm saying the reason why i started meditating really was because um when i picked up this habit i was like in a very low point when it came to my anxiety like that was the worst it's ever been just like the just somebody mentioning what like the situation that would make me anxious like i would feel like my heart palpitating like it would be bad bro it got that bad and and I was just like, bro, I don't want this, you know? So I looked up, you know, like, what helps with anxiety and stuff like that. I found Headspace, and I, and I started doing it. And, you know, it's not something that you see the results, like, just overnight or, like, even in the week. Yeah. Even last year, bro. Even And I'll probably get into the story later, but my point is... um Damn, I kind of forgot my train of nah, it's
0: okay. I'm, I'm over here trying to like, I want to lean back and get comfortable so I can listen to the story. I'm, I'm arranging my pillows so, right
1: here. All right, so so basically, um, yeah, so the point of something that, why mindfulness helps with anxiety specifically is because when you think about it, anxiety is just like you worrying about something that hasn't really happened. You're anxious mm-hmm. about a situation that you may be faced with or that you are going to encounter soon and you're scared that, the outcome of that situation is gonna put you in an uncomfortable p- position. It's gonna make you feel bad. It's gonna make you feel embarrassed, mm. sad, whatever the case may be. Um, and that's what causes you anxiety.
0: You're suffering twice, really. Anxiety. Yeah, that's
1: that, that's the saying. Like if you're if you're anxious, you're suffering twice from something that hasn't even happened. You know, so it's kind of fucked up, right? How our brains super could be like up, that, bro. And like when you break it down like that, anxiety is really stupid. Like when you think about it, it's really dumb because you're mm-hmm. worrying about things that haven't happened and you're feeling. As if they already did happen, but they haven't, you know, you're, you're worried about something that doesn't exist. You know, you're yeah. worried about the future. So that's mindfulness. It, it keeps you in the present. Mm. So it prevents you from getting carried away into that narrative mm. of, of being scared of the future. Cause if you're just focused on the present, there's no time, there's no, you're lit- it's literally impossible to be focused on the present and the future or the past in the same, at the same time.
0: Yeah. You have to pick one. You know? Exactly.
1: So like, as you start meditating, you start practicing mindfulness, It like, it's a skill that you develop, really, it it helps you kind of like, snap away from your thoughts and kind of just focus into your body and what's really going on right now. So that was super helpful to me. And that's just one of the lessons, man. Also, just something that really helped me a lot with my anxiety was just like, learning the nature of of just thoughts, like when you think about it, thoughts and feelings. Are just temporary, bro. Like you're never stuck on a thought consistently, unless you're like really engaged in this narrative. Yeah. But if it, you just the more you feed it, the
0: more you're going to be engaged. Exactly.
1: But if you're just kind of like watch your thoughts come and go, and and kind of try to take like a, a a spectator seat, you know what I'm saying? If you don't necessarily uh, accept your thoughts as your reality, and and you see them just as a thought, a thought is just a thought. It's not just it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to define. Your reality, you know what I'm saying. Just, mm-hmm. So just learning those lessons, um and kind of starting to apply them little by little, mm-hmm. you kind of don't even notice it, you know, as as you're progressing. But then there comes a day where you react to something differently than you would have before. Yeah, and, and then, then you notice and, it. And then happens. you make that. And then you notice it, and yeah. it's such an amazing feeling, bro. And yeah, yeah, yeah. and like the story that I was gonna tell before, it was actually um not too long ago. It was not too long ago. It was a couple. It was probably like five, four or five months ago uh i was on the shroom trip <laughs> i was actually uh let's go yeah psilocybin let's go 2020 was a very trippy year for me mm. probably the most trips
0: i've had to be honest yep i applied for a uh, psychedelic therapy actually we'll talk about that later oh, i'll let lit, you tell bro. your story first
1: <laughs> that's lit um but yeah i had a i had a i had a like, couple trips by myself um during 2020 and one of them i had it was like i was in my room it was like you know 3 a.m. Probably, uh, I took the shrooms like at 12, so I'm probably like, I'm starting to peak at this point, yeah, yeah. And uh, I want to meditate, you know, and so I start meditating, but I kind of just go down this bad rabbit hole where like I lose control of my thoughts for a second and I'm having like a literal panic attack. Like, I feel like the shortness of breath, I feel like my heart palpitating a lot, and um. You know, during that time, like before the trip, just like around the time that I took it, I was really just thinking, you know, I was having those thoughts of like, you know, is is meditation really helping me? Cause it's like you kinda just sit there, you know, you kinda just sit there and and, and breathe and, and yeah. think. And a lot of times it's like you're not even focused on the present every time. You're you're you still get lost in your thoughts. That still happens yeah. no matter how how much you meditate. Cause and that's That's okay just, too. Yeah, that's okay. That's yeah. part of the human nature, you know. Yeah. But so I had those thoughts in my head and you know like i said before headspace has those uh those little lessons on their on their daily meditations and specifically the one on that day was about how meditation helps essentially like everybody in your life it's not just about you because meditation changes the way you carry yourself the way you feel about yourself and if that changes that like automatically changes the way you act towards others towards your loved ones towards strangers and stuff like that mm. so that was the lesson Going into this meditation. Now, after that lesson, I started having this panic attack. And I'm just like, okay, hold up. <laughs> Let me apply everything that I've learned. So yeah. I, like, sat up. I stopped the meditation. I sat up. I put on a song. It was uh The Joy by Kanye West and, and Jay-Z. Because was, that was just, like, my shit during yeah. that time. Like, that shit was on repeat. So I put that on. And I started, like, you know, just breathing in, controlling my, my breath. And, you know, just keep it in mind like it's just a thought this is this is temporary you know it's gonna go away just let it go like just let it go away and a couple of days before that too i was doing <laughs> i was on some weird shit i was trying to like learn how to astral project so oh, oh we, we
0: definitely have to talk about this because i be trying that all the time bro go so ahead i
1: was trying to learn how to astral project and like uh one of the tutorials i've seen like the first step is to get your slow your heart rate down So, I figured out that, like, well, it works for me to slow my heart rate down. I got to breathe in for eight seconds and breathe out for eight seconds. So, during this panic attack, my heart rate was up, but I was able to, like, slow my heart rate down. And as soon as I started, like, just feeling my heart rate slow down, it's like the panic attack just completely went away. Yeah. And that was such, like, it was such a euphoric feeling, bro, because it was, like... When people are scared of taking shrooms, they're scared of literally that specific situation happened. Like I was down bad, bro. It was like the worst case scenario, but I was able to get myself out of it just from what I learned from meditation. And that was like just the confirmation of like, yeah, like meditation has helped me a lot, you know, because I feel like- you're able to pull yourself back. Yeah, because I was able to like gain control of my thoughts, gain control of, and not get carried away from all the bad shit that was going on in my brain. I that very specific short amount of time. You know, but when you're on shrooms, bro, like you've been on shrooms, like you're, <laughs> <laughs> like you're your mind just be super active, bro. So it was like, yeah, it, like, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't have been able to do that if they didn't have that type of experience with meditation.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I agree with that, by the way. I agree with that, O.D., but I mean, like I me personally, I'm not afraid of that. That's not a worst case scenario for me doing shrooms. A worst case scenario for me is uh, is what happened the last time is i did i tell you about this no i don't think so bro bro, it sucks um i did it with two people that lived with very recently mind you within the past year year or two um and everybody it was three of us everybody had a good time they everybody felt like a little bit nauseous at the beginning except for me bro i felt (laughs) nauseous didn't feel anything didn't feel like i was tripping or nothing like i was just Puking and fucking shitting myself. Damn. Repeatedly. I didn't feel anything, bro. That sounds
1: terrible, I was bro. just
0: nauseous and fucking diarrhea. That's it.
1: That sucks, The bro. whole
0: thing, bro. The whole time. I didn't feel it at all. That and they were just so sucks, happy, bro. wide-ass pupils. My pupils were normal as fuck. I'm like, I guess I'm getting food poisoning right now instead of having a life-changing sucks, experience. Bro.
1: No, I mean, yeah, like uh, getting like a little... Getting like burpee and feeling a little gassy, mm-hmm. that's kinda normal when it comes to shrooms. But yeah, that sucks, man. That's that's a terrible experience. And everybody
0: did the same thing, bro. Everybody did the same thing. It's not like I had a different bag or whatever. It's like everybody did the same thing and like everybody was cool.
1: Yeah, that's weird, man. Um but man, that sucks. I yeah. <laughs> I hope uh, that doesn't turn you off from ever doing them again, though.
0: Well, see, no, but like that's the thing, because like I'm not, I'm not against it, right? Because the this thing that I brought up a little bit earlier, right? So like I, I struggle with anxiety too. We've talked about this from, uh, from time to time, but it's, um, it's like GAD, but I would get panic attacks as well. Uh, cannabis helps a lot. Thank God for the medical program in New York. Uh, it would be a lot easier if it was recreationally a-
1: available. But almost uh I think he's introducing some new shit too to like decriminalizing and all that. So that'll be
0: lit. Not even just decriminalize it because that's mostly done already. They're they're trying to get this shit recreational right now because they want to get that tax they money. That glob, yeah. <laughs> they want to get that tax money. But what like what I was saying is like, so this this program that I saw, like it was getting advertised to me on Instagram a lot. Um, have you heard of like mind bloom or like field trip or Haven't whatever? Heard of that yet. So um I like I tried therapy for like a little bit and I I thought it was cool but like I found myself in a position where I wasn't feeling comfortable being totally one hundred percent transparent with my therapist. Like I would Absolutely. I would still not say everything you know and at like at a point like I was going for like months and months almost a year. At a point I was like. Yo, what's the point of me going if I'm not even being one hundred percent truthful with this motherfucker? Sure. Like, do you,
1: do you feel like that was that had to do with like your therapist that you were with, or do you think it was just like, just it would have been the same with any therapist?
0: I like, I don't think I think it was like a half and half. I'm not gonna blame her. Uh, yeah. Great therapist, she's awesome. But um, but it was like half and half. Like I felt like I felt like I didn't. I saw through the veil too much, you know. Like I saw that she was just somebody getting paid to listen to my problems. You feel me? Like, it was like, it's like, it didn't feel like there was enough investment. And then at the same time, I was like in my own head with like my own insecurities. I was like, Oh, what are they going to think if I say this? Like, what are they going to think if I, uh, if I spent three hours jacking off in my bathroom?
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, you know, like what am i what am what is she gonna think about me there's this uh there's this like youtuber that uh that i like to watch um i don't i'm not really into youtubers like that but there's this guy called sneaker whose videos i really like
0: oh sneaker yo one of our uh i'll get i'll get to this story later tell All me your so story
1: i'm really i'm really into his videos and shit and he said like there was this one time he was in therapy And, like, when he was describing his problems, he, like, would make them seem worse than they really were (laughs) just because he he wanted to make sure that it was, like, worth her time and, like, for her to think that it wasn't, like, just, like, this is what you're going to therapy for? Like, this ain't shit. like
0: Yeah, but, like, see, that and that, like, that sucks. And I feel like it's not just because of my therapist, but it was, like, a half-and-half thing. Like, if I was more truthful at the time, maybe now if I was going to therapy with this same therapist, maybe it would work, you know what I mean? But, like, at the time, it's like, I wasn't being honest enough with myself. I feel and right. then like at the same time she was like I felt like she just wasn't a hundred percent plugged in. It was just like a job. She was waiting to clock out, you know. Yeah,
1: and and I could see why you would think that, you know. I think it, it's probably harder to be transparent with somebody that like you don't feel like a connection with, like a genuine connection yeah. with. Like I'm sure like uh therapists they care about their patients, you know. I'm sure uh there's a certain level, like a certain bond or at the at the very least a very uh wish to help them. Yeah. But um As far as like feeling that they actually, you know, really, maybe love is the word. It may feel that they love you or or that they really want what's best for you genuinely because they want to see you happy and not because, you know, it's their job. I feel like that would probably make all the difference, you know? I feel like
0: most therapists, though, are are like that. And maybe that's why I would hope that's why they get into the profession, you know what I mean? Because they genuinely want better for like the people that they're treating or that they're talking to or whatever. But um, I bring that up because. I saw this other thing on Instagram that was advertised to me. Like, Mind Bloom was one of them, and then Field Trip was another one. But essentially, it's like this experimental program where um, a bunch of states are already doing, like, very limited psychedelic therapy for you've seen this right for like anxiety depression PTSD I've I've
1: read a little bit about it
0: yeah and so like New York is is kind of like fresh on the cusp but there are already a couple of offices that do psychedelic therapy here in New York for for depression and anxiety specifically so um the the way that it goes is like you you sign up for a program right like and it'll be like a this program will say last like two months um and then it'll come with like four to six uh actual therapy sessions and then three out of those six sessions are medicated so they just they jack you up with either like one company does psilocybin and then another company does fucking ketamine haven't tried that yet (laughs) but basically it's like so like for for part of these uh these injections or it's not even injections i think you take it uh sublingually it's like a like it's a like a type LSD type. Yeah. yeah. So um you take you take this substance or whatever, you take ketamine in some cases, and like either they talk to you, they do talk therapy with you on a low dose of ketamine or psilocybin, or they give you a higher dose and they sit there with you and like they're they're like guiding for you. They put on music, they like guide you through meditation or whatever, and it's like really this supposed to be this enriching like mind expanding experience sure. so i i, mean, I, set I up think
1: that's it. that's essentially what trips should be you know
0: yeah and so like i signed up for this because i'm like oh yeah why like not? I mean, <laughs> why not like i'm i'm into this idea and uh without checking too much or doing too much research and then they tried to call me and i found out that uh that the price for one of these i feel like it's a field trip or something i don't want, i don't want to badmouth them or anything but it's like five thousand dollars
1: it's like, I'm Jesus poor, bro. Christ, bro. I'm
0: poor. I can't afford I thought, to be happy, I, was, I, I thought guess. I was
1: volunteering for it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I should be getting paid. But I'm yeah. technically like a lab rat at this point.
0: Bro, I'm, I'm telling you, like, I'm, I'm poor. Like, I guess I just can't afford to be happy. Is that is what they're <laughs>
1: trying to tell me? <laughs> Listen, bro, you can't afford it. You, you could have a trip without a therapist. And I think that could be therapeutic and so on. I think, Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I've definitely had trips where... First off, I haven't regretted a single trip that I've had. Mm. Um And... I think they have definitely been therapeutic. Mm. Um, They've definitely offered me a lot of clarity, a lot of understanding of of just what I want, what I need to work on Um, when I do it with like, I've done it by myself. A couple times, but I enjoy them much more when I do them with friends or with family. It's a
0: connecting experience for sure.
1: It. It's I think it's brought like everybody that I've done them with. I think this brought me closer to them. Like every mm. every trip I've had, you know, it's really beautiful. Next experience. podcast,
0: we're we're getting uh we're getting trippy,
1: bro. I'm with it, bro. I okay.
0: know.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe who knows? Stay uh, actually, tuned. Actually, actually, me and Josh. Uh, my friend that I do the the podcast with, Sonic goodies so he couldn't make it today. But shout out to Josh.
0: Shout out to Josh. Yo, next time that you come back, you're bringing Josh, and I'm I don't I don't care if I have to call his job and pretend to be a sick relative. I'm
1: doing it, bro. Yeah, for sure. Now that'd be crazy, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, like actually last year, um, the first time that me and Josh j- linked after the whole after the whole quarantine shit, when things kind of started slowing down a little bit, we me and Josh we took shrooms, we went to Central Park, mm. and I had just bought like this uh recorder, this Zoom H sticks. Mm -hmm. and i took it with me to the park and we literally had kind of like our own podcast like just sitting on a rock at central park and we talked for like two hours about just everything
0: that's lit though that shit
1: was so fire bro and i haven't even listened back to that conversation entirely just because i kind of it was a special moment and i kind of just want to save it maybe you know sometime down the road to like listen back and an
0: auditory time capsule kind of yeah
1: for sure like and i love that bro but i remember that that conversation was just like really, really dope, bro. We we touched upon so many things. It was like the first time we've seen each other since the quarantine, so we were kind of like catching up, kind of like that discuss- a fan moment. Yeah, like kind of discussing everything that was going on. It was lit, bro. It's and you know it's it's gonna be interesting to see how like my brain kind of works on it. Like just looking back from a sober perspective, just seeing like what my train of thought is like one yeah. of mushrooms.
0: You know what? I, like I want to, I want to keep touching on this. I want to keep talking about psychedelics because they're cool as fuck and they're they're really interesting to me. But um, I know I'm going to kill my my flow, and I'm going to be so mad at myself if I don't talk music with Mister Sonic Goodies yeah, at sure, some bro. point. So for we'll sure. get to that. We'll get to that um shit
1: why don't we get to that now actually shit we could talk about music during trips bro because
0: yeah because it hits different yo i'll show you after we get off the podcast because i don't want to i don't want to leak this song because it's not even like a song song yet but um the first time i did it i was with z and um we
1: y'all made some shit
0: we made a song and i gotta write something to it it's like really soft and like kind of like ethereal sounding it kind of sounds like pop song or whatever but he laid some like really Really philosophical bars about like beginnings and endings and whatever, bro, and I'm like, this, bro, bro <laughs> gotta yo, I've got, I still got to write something to it, cause like what he wrote, I was like. Listening to the lyrics And I'm like Oh if I don't come Like you don't, you as introspective on, I, I'm it's, Yeah
1: you gotta trip In there right <laughs> Yeah like yeah.
0: I gotta I gotta put myself If Even if I don't trip I gotta put myself In like that really Like introspective And like Mood Philosophical Like thinking about life Type mood you know For sure for sure. But it's fire and, yo, I mean it's fire I, As far as music goes though I wanna ask you A couple things bro what's up cuz i've been i've been working a lot on on making music the past couple of weeks and i've had i've had to rely on my friends to put me on to new music what's going on what's on your radar have you heard man <laughs> on the moon 3 is it 3 two yeah, this three, 3 yeah
1: for sure bro definitely been obsessed with that album still <laughs> Mm. um we had a we had a whole episode on it actually so if you guys want to hear our thoughts on it definitely go check it out yo
0: everybody should listen to sonic goodies by the way i love i love listening to you and john bullshit but i also love like your guys's opinion on music i agree with we we kind of argue in person sometimes about our opinions and Jess, what's what's one thing remember we had like a like a a funny ass argument like me you and zach and I don't know if Josh had, had come yet, but it was right before you guys were going to tape a podcast about somebody.
1: Uh, I don't know. I know Josh likes logic, and I fucking hate logic. Oh, <laughs> so I d- it might have been that. It might have been that. I don't we know.
0: I remember we we talked about logic a number of times, but fucking uh, uh uh, it was probably Eminem because Zach will to his dying day, to his dying breath, he'll defend m ms shitty albums and like he doesn't kind I, of
1: ingest kind of jokingly but it's so i'm funny, so bro. good off new m M&M music bro like
0: have you heard that though i think that's a pretty good song
1: bro, no <laughs> like i'm not checking any m M&M m songs bro like i'm not pressing play on any m M&M and yo
0: m M&M, i'm i'm th- this dude miguel i just met him today i don't know what he's talking about like you should come on this podcast bro <laughs> no nah,
1: imagine. imagine he comes on he's like yo fuck that guy miguel bro." <laughs>
0: Yo, honestly, like, starting some beef uh, with Eminem would would be good for our careers, bro. Like, let's let's go. Whatever, bro. If he could hear us. Whatever. Let's go the Takashi route. Yo, RIP Takashi's career, unless
1: he's doing good. he got a Hulu documentary, and that's it. Like, I haven't heard shit from him.
0: Yeah, because that Hulu documentary wasn't, like, his, and it was kind of critical of him. Did you see it?
1: I haven't watched it. I heard it was just, like, um, some Indian guy that kind of just breaks down his career and shit but oh
0: yeah it was very like it some of it was kind of like hyping him up or some of it was like giving him credit but like a lot of it was actually kind of inflammatory
1: i mean it's hard not to be inflammatory of takashi bro like
0: yeah i mean
1: we all know his story we all know like his persona how he carries himself gummo like the story even hearing the i think
0: that was the first time i heard the story of gummo was in the it was in the documentary of how he like you know how he just like pulled up uh when he was going to film the video, like, he got plugged in with somebody who was in Nine Trey Bloods, apparently, and then uh, somebody else who was, like, really about that gang life got him connected to a bunch of Bloods, and he showed up the day of the of the filming, and none of those people really had, like, bandanas or anything on. Like, he came with, like, a box full of, like, 50 bandanas, and he's like, yo, I want everybody to wear these, and he made everybody put on, like, the, the red bandanas so it could look like a, a vibe, you know? Or, like, it could it could really be about that gang shit. And so I, like... Even hearing that story, I'm like, he's smart, but he's a built
1: kind of different in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just like he's just a poster, bro. It's not genuine. So I'm, I like a lot. I like uh, transparency. I like artists that pour their soul out in their in their music. Yeah, and pour their feelings out. Hence why I'm a Cudi stan and Let's a go. lot of a lot of uh, other artists. Um, but back to your uh, to your question about who's in my radar and my radar.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, been listening to cardi a lot <laughs> recently playboy cardi that whole lot of red yeah mm. um i have
0: i still haven't listened to that album very I've heard maybe very a couple
1: pola- very polarizing album i like it but i'm one of the very few people does that josh does. like it josh doesn't fuck with it ah! <laughs> in, our last ep- in our last episode we talked about it i'm literally the only person in the group that like is defending this album but i fuck with it so i've been listening to a few songs up for that that's been my rotation. Mm. Um, been listening to Marley lately. I'm trying to get more into Bob Marley because, you know, I like, you know, just the famous songs and shit, but I'm trying to get more into, like, listening to entire albums.
0: You got to dig into the. I, I've got to do that. Like, it, it's funny that people will will not dig into a catalog of an artist that they hear some, some popular songs from. Yeah,
1: for sure. And it's like, I feel like it's definitely worth checking out artists that you know are like legends, you know, like Marley. Last year, I got really into Jimi Hendrix. I hadn't taken the time out to um, delve into Hendrix's music. I took a shroom trip and listened to uh, Axis' Boldest Love. I came out a fucking huge fan, bro. Like, yeah,
0: you came out crying and bro, like wanting to like, go to Woodstock. My
1: ears were like, just blessed, bro. Like, I feel like that's what that music was made for. That's a, that's a great album to trip to, um, mm-hmm. just as far as just how it sounds. It's, yeah. it's so beautiful, bro. The things he did with that guitar were, were fucking amazing. Um, and not only that, just his songwriting. I mean, I could go on about Hendrix, but, uh, yeah, I'm kind of doing that same thing with Bob Marley now. Like, uh, I'm, I've am i been listening to the album Exodus, hearing okay. just the story of that album, how, like, he got shot or, and then he, like, moved to the UK and that's when he made this album, hence why it's called Exodus. Oh, yeah. And just hearing songs, man, um, even, like, album, like, album cuts, like, Waiting in Vain, I really fucking love that song right now. Damn, but. you're
0: inspiring me. I'm going to have to put... Bob Marley is going to, if I could finish this Joe Rogan podcast that I was listening to That's before like I get home, he's going to be on my, on my second, uh, 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 the second thing playing on Spotify. Shit.
1: Yeah, Waiting in Van is, is my shit right now. Uh, are
0: there new artists or or new musicians or new bands that are like new, new that have been popping up on your radar or anything lately?
1: Yeah, very, very recently. I think the last rapper that I've gotten into is this guy called Navy Blue. Navy Blue? Navy Blue. His name is Navy Blue. He was featured on on a song with Earl. And back in 2019, when he before he released uh, some rap songs, uh, this song called "The Mint." He he's the guy that has the second verse. And last year he actually dropped two tapes. Ooh. Um, one of them is called "Ada Irin." I I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but it's A D A I R I N I R I N. And then the second one is called "Song of Sage Post Panic," which is. I think he just dropped this literally like right at the end of 2020. Whoa. I'm just finding out about it now. And I was actually listening to it for the first time on the way here. How's it holding? Uh, I really fuck with it. Um, I think my my favorite songs so far from it are called uh, Self Harm, uh, Moment Hung. It's a really good one. And um, yeah, I guess I, I got to replay it just to see yeah. which ones I really fuck with a lot. But from first listen, first couple of listens, these are definitely like... Some of my favorites. And the reason why I like him a lot. First star production is very, like, sample heavy, very chill, vibed out. So if you want to smoke and chill to this, mm-hmm. very good for that. But also, like, his lyrics are just very introspective, very honest, very transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, And just, it talks about just, you know, becoming the best version of yourself. Also talks about, you know, the way he sees the world as a black man right now and just everything that's going on. He talks about, you know, uh his the pain of his people being televised and how that makes him feel all that shit like that you know so it's but i think if you're a black person or you know if you're just somebody that likes introspective music and and shit that's gonna make you think about your own life and kind of reflect and he's definitely the type of rapper for you for sure
0: damn i have to look into him navy blue then right
1: yeah navy blue
0: shit you know speaking of um the black struggle and, and personifying it through art you know who i wish dropped an album last year Kendrick? Yeah, bro. Come bro, on. What's he doing, bro? You, you're
1: not alone. You're not come alone, Come on, bro. I feel like I'm going to cry, bro. I've crying for a new Kendrick album, bro.
0: I, like, I, I, could, I could whole ass cry in front of you right now if I think about how much I want a new Kendrick <laughs> nah, album. Nah,
1: for sure, bro. And I mean, for me, Kendrick is like whatever he drops, I'm sure it's going to be worth the wait, but yeah. I definitely don't want to wait anymore. Bro. Like,
0: yep. I, I heard dying this.
1: To hear new... <laughs> but I think also part of the reason why is I heard he had a kid, I'm not sure like if oh. this is true or not um so i think he probably wanted to take some time off for that Mm. but um yeah we'll see what happens bro i think hopefully we'll hear from him and a bunch of other tde artists this year man Uh, i don't i don't only want to hear from him i want to hear from like i said rashad i want to hear from sisa just the whole tde camp man it's been so long since they all dropped so
0: i'm looking forward to all that at the beginning of 2020 i like i started getting hype because there was a uh label report or like there was a a finance report you know how like big companies they got to do like quarterly reports for their for their stockholders and shit like that there was a report for some record label that was associated to tde i don't i I don't think they have a parent company but if they do have like one of those bigger labels that they work with i think they do um they had to report tde had to report like oh we got like a bunch of we got this many projects coming out this year and like one of them was supposed to be a kendrick album and I remember getting so hype. I'm like, yeah, this is what's up. And then everything like the George Floyd protests happened or whatever. Yeah. And there was this period of time where like Twitter, I want to say it was less than a week, but definitely more than one or two days where like Twitter, uh, Kendrick Lamar and J Cole were trending because yeah. people were tra- getting at them for not speaking on the George Floyd shit.
1: Yeah, though, I think and I think that had to do a lot with like no name too, because she, she tweeted out, she tweeted something that was like, oh, your favorite rapper kind of like makes a name out of you know black trauma and shit but won't say anything when it comes to like these protests and stuff
0: and i don't think i don't think no name was was digging at at at, uh at kendrick specifically or j cole specifically but like like fuck you like why even put that in people's heads like if you're if you're trying to throw subs at somebody just call somebody out so we don't we don't get these motherfuckers these dumbass motherfuckers i
1: feel you and at the same time i also think um I also think uh, Cole took it personally, though, for sure. Yeah. Because he also dropped that song Snow and the Bluff after, which got him a lot of, of, uh, what's it called? A lot of criticism after for that song, for calling out No Name and stuff like that, saying that kind of like, instead of speaking about what's really going on, making a whole song addressing just a black woman's critique of of just black rappers in general or or whoever it may be. Yeah. Because she didn't necessarily call him out, but he felt like it was for him you know yeah uh, and and you know i kind of in some ways i get kind of where they're both coming from but i just feel like cole what he said in that song it could have been said like specifically to like directly to her. it didn't have to be a song is what i mean like it, he could have yeah. reached out to her specifically and and been and like yo what's
0: up this this tweet made me feel this type of way right yeah
1: because he didn't necessarily insult her in the song or anything like that he was more like you know instead of like if if you want me to do more kind of like teach me to do more or like tell me how I could help more instead of kind of calling me out mm-hmm. but i feel like that could have also been just addressed privately you know
0: yeah yeah you know i mean uh, the reason i bring it up is cuz like i think i there was a rumor going around that Kendrick didn't drop the project because he's like i right, people aren't even appreciating it again. fuck it like people are trying to call me out or whatever fuck it i'm not putting this out
1: yeah i mean i don't know i don't i feel like I mean, I don't know these people personally, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't think he's the type of person to do that. I think if anything, and neither, that's bread. Yeah, I think if anything, these protests and everything that was going on probably inspired him to make more shit that he probably would like to add onto the album. I'd like to think that's probably the reason why he didn't drop. You know,
0: how many songs do you think he has in the bank, just like unreleased, <laughs> unfinished, hundreds, or whatever? hundreds, bro.
1: Probably hundreds. I'm not, and I, I feel like that's no exaggeration. <laughs> yeah, um, he he that has probably has like project. He's sitting on projects for sure. I think I think uh, Mixed by Ali, his engineer, said that he's sitting on, like, three albums or some shit. shit. He, he's not going to drop all of them, but I think he's saying, like, he's sitting on, like, three albums worth of songs, which is wild.
0: Which, Scary kids got, I would say, we got, like, we're sitting on two and a half albums worth of work, but it's not all finished is the only, that's yeah. the difference. Like, Kendrick's shit is probably, like, he's sitting on, like, 30 finished songs, <laughs> like, ready to go. Yeah, he could drop yeah. them right now if he wanted to. And,
1: and I'm really curious, like, I would love to interview Kendrick one day and ask him, like, what kind of what what's the difference between the songs that make the album and those that don't because like for example when he dropped to pimp a butterfly he dropped afterwards uh, untitled unmastered which were basically like to pimp a butterfly throwaways yeah and a lot of them were like really good fucking songs they should have been on there exactly so it's like i'm really curious like i would love to ask him like you know what was the difference between the songs that made it to those that didn't like what made you decide to include those songs and to pimp a butterfly and leave the other ones out
0: It was probably just the artistic direction. It was probably like the direction of the album that he wanted to take. You know what I mean? like, It was probably a combination of the both like stylistic kind of musical elements and also just like how he was coming like delivery wise. You know, He, he does cover a pretty wide spectrum on To Pimp a Butterfly as far as like. How he delivers it, like the tone of his voice, how loud he's getting, how how calm he gets in yeah, certain. For
1: sure, it's very it's very diverse.
0: It is, but like it all kind of fits within like a. It's there's a a very. A, there's a narrative. Yeah, it, there's a narrative, and then there's also like it's a setting, like you know, it feels like a you're in a very like chaotic jazz nightclub, you know, where it's like shit is like smoky, shit is hazy or whatever. Like people are like shoulder to shoulder with you, and you're just like hearing somebody talk their shit.
1: Yeah, it it, it sounds like fucking jazz bar at 3 a.m i don't Dead. know some shit like that <laughs>
0: it, but if it was like crowded with people who are all there to listen to these songs and, and be emotional about it like, together <laughs> i don't know if i don't
1: know if you watched the the video he made for you but mm-hmm. the part where he's like the second fa- half of you when like the the song slows down he's like well you the reason that mom and them leave and whatever and then yeah. he's like i'm fucked up but i ain't fucked up as you the 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 video part where he's like in that part of the video he's like on a table drunk as fuck like just stumbling over and and cry, like almost crying while he's saying these words. I feel like that's the setting. Like like that's what I imagine like the whole album takes place at.
0: Yeah. Or like uh the, the video for uh these walls.
1: Oh I love that yeah, video. Yeah, it's like bro. I feel it's like that video.
0: That's how I imagine like if there if the, the album was a house or the album was a place, it'd be like the that house in that in that fucking music video. Yeah,
1: that and bro, shout out to like his videos are so good, but that's oh, one thing yeah. I love about Kendrick too, is like his, his he's not only an artist when it comes to the the musically how it sounds, but like he has a whole concept when it comes to like the videos and everything too. Like the R Right video is a fucking masterpiece. Oh yeah. Um, even the intro to that video, I love how he has like snippets of other songs within videos of completely different songs. Like I think um, for the These Walls video, he mentioned he has a snippet of um, Hood Politics when they're in the oh, when they're yeah, like yeah, in yeah. the car and shit. He's singing like Hood Politics. And then it snaps back to these walls. Mm. Um, in the beginning of the "All Right" video, he has like this snippet of the song that never came out. But it's so fucking fire, bro. Oh, where it's, they're
0: like carrying yeah, they're around carrying the police officers are carrying the yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah,
1: yeah. shit is so And like all the black hippies in the cop car. Yeah. And he's just dropping this sick ass verse and like That we, never came out? It never came out, bro. Not Dang. even in the own title on Master Thing, bro. Like Dang. we'll never hear the rest of that shit, but
0: I want to hear the rest of that shit so bad. It's so
1: good, bro. I thought I sometimes just watch that video just to to hear that. Yo, stuff. what
0: are the chances too that it might like that's just literally a throwaway eight bar verse that like there's no rest of it. There's just that. That's
1: wild, but it's like who knows, bro? I feel like Kendrick is just that talented. Like he yeah, could, he could I, just do some shit like that.
0: Yo, if I had a budget for like theatrical looking music videos like Kendrick does, then I would for sure just record a verse that's like gonna be in the intro of a music video just to have it so people could be like, yo, where's the rest of that song? And be like, There's no rest of the song, it's for the video, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> I'm just teasing them.
0: Yeah, bro. I mean, why not? Because like then at that point you can like Music is my thing. Audio is my thing, right? Like, I can add extra... That's not hard for me. Like, if somebody else is helping me with the video part, I can add the extra. That's fine. I'll I'll throw the extra on top. I don't mind working hard and adding that extra on top. That's your
1: comfort
0: zone. Yeah, that's my comfort zone. But at the at the same time, it's like, that's why um, it's hard to do music videos and scary kids sometimes because it's three people like arguing about what the what the concept and the direction of the video is gonna be about. But um, I mean, like for the most part, we agree on the music. The music isn't even a thought. You know what I mean? We put somebody presents an idea, we're like, that's fire, I'm gonna write to it. That's boom and then we start like that the song starts you know what i mean like whether it's me zach mike whatever it kind of goes from there but visual vi- uh, visual stuff video stuff
1: <laughs> different
0: i'm out of my depth bro <laughs> i'm out of my different. depth
1: Nah, i feel you bro um it's definitely like a like a process to uh like it's one of those things like i mean it's kind of like everything the more you do it the the better you're gonna get oh yeah but it's like it's bro this whole filming shit it's hard bro yeah. like, i'm trying to like with the podcast this season like we actually started like filming it and I posting it. it on youtube and shit so that's been a whole like me I, i've had to learn like how to edit a little bit i'm still mm. like just getting my feet wet with that i'm but super
0: green with editing bro yeah so it's
1: like i'm kind of like learning more as i go but it's it, like there's a lot to it bro yeah
0: it's similar to audio like i'm and i'm kind of nice at editing audio you know like i'm i'm out here like editing, I'll, I'll edit down the podcast. I don't edit this for content by the way, but like when I'm working on other people's podcasts or like even my songs, like I'm good at editing audio, but for some reason, when you introduce video, I'm like, I have, I'm somebody who comes up with ideas. When I'm doing something creative, I'll come up with ideas that are out of my, uh,
1: out of I, your realm of like skill, yeah,
0: like, I come up with ideas that are harder for me to execute. Like yeah. that, I don't have the actual technical skill to execute
1: because I'm I'm just like thinking but about ideas like, bro, like That's that. a good thing because then that forces you to just learn. Yeah, to, to get those ideas out, bro. And it's like one thing I have learned too is like with this whole with this whole like just trying to make the podcast better and create more content, even though yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing, bro. I like I gotta do my best. I gotta figure out oh, yeah. what to do with what I got and make it as best as I can, and then. Once I do that, I'll figure out like what worked, what didn't, and then the next time I do, it, it's gonna be better, bro. So it's mm-hmm. like I'm kind of just trying to put as much content out as possible, Amen. Like in the like in the YouTube channel that we got going now, like I'm gonna we're gonna start putting out just like other videos that are not necessarily like the podcast. We're gonna try to like pop, post something every every week. Yeah, like um, I recently just I think about that too, bro. Yeah, bro, because yeah. it's like. I mean, if you want to talk about the YouTube algorithm and shit like that, like, you should be co- uploading consistently. And right now, like we only record yeah. the podcast like once every two weeks, mm-hmm. and if you're uploading like just once every two weeks, it's like it's hard to gain traction when it comes. But you to that. still could. You could, but it's you like could. it's it's harder though. You know, it is. It so is. So it's like I'm trying to I'm trying to like have more content that's like not necessarily a podcast episode, but still you yeah. know music related and stuff like that, and just stuff that the way I'm approaching is it, like I want to make stuff that I would like to watch. You know, mm-hmm. so. Right now, I recently got this uh this vinyl record that's like they sold a bundle for uh for Mac Miller's last two albums, like oh, Swimming in Circles. So they made like this whole like special edition bundle that includes both albums and a a whole bunch of other extra shit, like Ooh. a poster, a booklet, of extra pictures. songs. Uh, it has like the bonus songs from um from Circles but that was like already released you know it's just yeah. it's just part of the it's just part of the of the album itself but uh they did add you know like a whole lyric booklet poster a big ass poster that I'm not even sure if I'm going to hang um and just a picture booklet of like the Hawaii sessions which was when he was recording these two albums and you know as a mac fan that I was definitely like I just saw it and I was like yo I need to cop this like yeah I had to and I know a lot of people uh definitely wanted to have that and I think like all the Mac heads would love to see just, like, the contents of it. So, I'm going to, like, upload an unboxing video of it to the oh, to the YouTube, you know? So, it's, like... Fire idea. Yeah, for sure. So, it's, like, I'm going to start making, like, more stuff like that that's just music-related. And, and yeah, and just learn as I go because um, I'm definitely trying to, like, use that as practice to, like, get better with video editing. Like, I I really want to build that skill kind of yeah. just to um serve my own creative you know ideas but at the same time i do want to be able to like make money off of it mm-hmm. um because bro <laughs> i need money bro. <laughs>
0: yeah it's it's getting it's getting critical you know like i've been trying to find a job for the past three episodes which, bro, <laughs> which is like you, two months i've definitely, <laughs> definitely
1: been on the job hunt i left my job last year i quit um yeah. and that was like a big stuff for me because it was like one of the bigger lessons that i had in 2020 bro because I just knew it wasn't what I needed. It, it I wasn't getting what I what I what I knew I deserved and what I knew that I needed for me to to do what I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. So it's like I wasn't just going to keep wasting my time and energy on something that I knew just wasn't worth it wasn't worth my time and energy at the end of the day, you know, and it's like yeah. one thing that I've learned is like if you keep settling for stuff that you know you don't want, then you're not going to receive the th- the things that you don't that you actually want and that you actually need. So even though it's hard and even though uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, uncertainty that comes with it because obviously you need a job, especially in the middle of a pandemic.
0: Yeah, dude.
1: But, uh, you know, I still took that step and I just decided not to settle for something that wasn't serving me in my best interest, you know? And I think everybody should do that. when it, Whether it's like for a relationship, whether it's a friendship, a, a job, your school, whatever it is, just like, you need to go after what you want. You know, you need to be honest with yourself yeah. and go after what you want for real because if you keep settling for the shit that you don't want, then it's just like you're never gonna get what it is that you actually know in your heart that you need and that you want. Oh yeah. So and it's not gonna be easy, bro. It was a hard choice to make. I that was only my second job. I've been there for like five years. Um, I grew up I technically like they know me from when I was like nineteen. I'm that's turning, a real place, bro. Yeah, that's I'm, a real job. Yeah, for sure. Like I I have been there since I was like nineteen. They seen me like grow up. I'm twenty four now, I'm turning twenty five in like a month.
0: Oh happy early birthday,
1: bro! Yeah, bro. Pisces gang, you know the you Pisces know the vibes. Gang, vice.
0: I'm Pisces gang too, you bro. You know
1: the fucking vibes, bro. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a big step for me to make, but I, I decided to take that shit, and that's kind of like my energy going. That's my energy from here on out, bro. Like I'm not settling for less than what I want.
0: Amen. I I have a couple uh personal relationships right now that I feel like maybe I'm I'm settling in, but uh, but I'm you know I'm trying to make. It's always complicated with the with the with personal situations where like you feel like you're settling or you feel like you're just putting up with somebody. Um, I'm trying to get myself in a position where like I'm not doing that anymore. But I'm also somebody who very much values like if I have problems with somebody, I try my hardest to work it out. For like sure, for you know, sure. And especially I think,
1: and I think uh, it should be that way. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm definitely before I've definitely been like a, a people pleaser. You know, mm-hmm. I've kind of like sacrificed my own like what i what i really wanted or, or like parts of myself in order to like satisfy other people mm. and i'm kind of like trying to stop that you know i'm trying to just be yeah like i hate i i hate not being able to be truly myself you know and and being yeah. able to like truly express myself and do the things that i know are good for me yep. and that benefit me so oh
0: yeah
1: i'm trying to do like i'm trying to like really just embody the truest version of myself and and mm. but in a way that's like not on a not in a selfish way, but in a way that's still that that I'm just being honest with everybody in my life, you know, and and letting them know like, listen, I, I, this is who I am, this is what I do, and I'm just gonna keep doing it like and that's and that's not me being insensitive to like other people's feelings because that's why I'm being honest and transparent with them, yep. but it's just like. At the end of the day bro, your life is your life. There's nobody else that's going to feel the things that you're feeling, going through the experiences you're going through. Yeah. Other than you. At the like nobody's going to go through your day to day other than you. And nobody knows what's going to make you happiest other than you. Even though other people think they do mm-hmm. or they may have the best interest in mind, at the end of the day that choice is yours. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you can't oh, yeah. you can't keep sacrificing what you know is best for you or you can't keep postponing doing the things that you like to do or or whatever it is that you want to do that you know makes you happy in order to keep other people happy and please other people. Oh
0: yeah. So no, it's 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 difficult. Like It definitely you know,
1: is difficult, bro. I'm I'm saying this I I know all of these things, you know what I'm saying? But it, yeah. applying it is a whole different it's a whole different story, man. It's hard. It's everything's easier said than done, but it's like yeah. I know those are, like, things that I'm trying to focus on this year specifically, for sure. We give the best advice when it's not to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think everybody's kind of, like, hypocritical. In a, yeah. I, well, I wouldn't say hypocritical, but I know, like... I know what of, you mean. A lot of people, like, they know what's best for them. Like, you probably know what it is that you need, to, the changes that you need to make in order to get to the next level they want to get to. Yeah. But then applying those changes and, like, actually carrying them out. is a whole different story. Oh, yeah. It's hard, like... You know, self improvement is fucking hard. It's ugly, bro. It's oh, it's an yeah. ugly, long process. You know, and and once you do make those changes, you know it feels amazing, and you and it's completely worth it. Mm. But the process is not always easy. It's not roses. It's not like it's not gonna come easy. It's not like a like a linear process either. You feel me? Like you're gonna make some progress, then you're gonna fuck up again. You're gonna feel like you're a failure, yep. but then you just gotta keep going, start over again. You gotta keep and, working at and just it. Just keep moving, bro. Like that's kind of like. Back to like the whole meditation and anxiety thing, oh, we're like get bro, back there. bro, like me dealing with my anxiety, like the thing that made me anxious before, like I've gotten a lot better with that. Like just dealing, the way that I react to my anxiety mm. has gotten a lot better. Cause um, another thing that I learned from meditating is like it's not mu- it's not so much about controlling your thoughts. Your thoughts are gonna just come and go, as I said before. But it's more about re- the way you react to your thoughts and how you engage with them. So it's like right now, like um cuz i think people have the the wrong approach to anxiety as like they don't do something like when they're trying to do something that makes them anxious they expect like not to feel anxious and then they're going to do it it's more about like i'm i'm going to feel anxious and do it despite feeling anxious you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and and doing it despite being scared and the more you do it and the more you expose yourself to whatever it is that makes you anxious you're going to realize that it's not as bad as you think it is. And then each time it's going to get a little less scarier and scarier and scarier. And yeah, just shifting that narrative, man. Um, I've learned a lot about anxiety just from my own experiences. I'm not saying I'm like a therapist or some shit like that, but all I can do is share what has helped me. Mm. And that's something that I really want to do, bro. Cause like, I hate that we're trying to normalize anxiety too much. And I'm not saying like, let me explain myself, not normalizing it, in the, in the sense of, like, you shouldn't feel weird for having anxiety. Yeah. Everybody has anxiety. It's part of the human condition. Uh-huh. I, mean, I have anxiety. You have anxiety. And that's okay because, in reality, anxiety is meant to be a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. In the evolutionary sense, anxiety is meant to protect you from uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. However, there's situations that don't really account for that type of feeling yeah. that make you anxious. And that's when it's a problem, you know? And mm-hmm. the thing that I'm not okay with normalizing is that people try to normalize having anxiety and not doing anything about it. Yeah. Like, I think
0: yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. People romanticize being like consumed by anxiety. Yeah, like, like you have to be a tortured artist in order to contribute. Something. Yeah. Like
1: that. And like just being a victim to it, like forever, you know, when in reality, like you can have anxiety, but you can also work towards not being so affected by anxiety, you know? And that's kind of more the narrative that I'm trying to push that there is like solutions to it. Like you can't work on your anxiety because Bro, I've seen, like, tweets of people being like, yo, if, like, students shouldn't be forced to present in front of class if, if they're super anxious and shit like that. I've seen a tweet like that and that shit had, like, 40,000 likes. I'm just like, bro, if, like, if we can't even get in front of a group of people to talk, then, you're like, life is going to beat your fucking ass, bro. Like, yeah, if, that, if that's your biggest fear and, you, and you're literally incapable of talking in front of a group of people that's probably just on their phones and not even paying attention to you, mm. like... What are you going to do when you have to face some real life shit, bro? But like, that's
0: real. Did you know that there was like a, while I was in college, somebody, my teacher in uh, I had to take, it was a theater, like, like I was a theater minor. So this was a required class I needed to take. But like, I took a public speaking class. Of I course, took that too, yeah. You took that, you Ace that shit, of course. Because it's like, I feel like you need to be able to talk to, it's not, it's not that like, okay, let me, let me start with what I was going to say originally. The teacher in this class told me that like. more people are afraid of public speaking than they are of dying or some ridiculous shit like that. Yeah,
1: like, bro. (laughs) And and I think, um, I mean, back to the, the, I think something that helped me a lot with my anxiety is thinking of the worst case scenario and kind of lessening it in your mind. You feel me? Yeah. The reason why you're so anxious about something is because you think of the worst case scenario and you make it seem like it's the end of the fucking world. Yeah. Like, let's say I, I do a presentation. I fucking bomb the presentation. Everybody's just laughing at me so what bro like the sun is still gonna raise rise the next yeah. morning i'm still gonna be able to sleep i'm still gonna be able to eat my health is not affected in any way like the more you minimize whatever is scared you're scared of the less you're gonna be anxious about it you know yeah. and again back to the whole thing if you're if you're able to like expose yourself to whatever it is that makes you anxious like little by little the less scared of it you'll be as you go along man and i i hope like I don't sound to preach or anything or no, I don't bro. sound like a know it all because nah. I'm not trying to come off that way, but I'm really just trying to help people, trying to give them the advice that helped no, me. You're you know? get,
0: no, dude, this is, this is all valuable information. This is a valuable conversation to have. And I think you're contributing valuable points to, to what's going on. Cause you have your own struggle and you're talking about what, Helps you. Exactly. Can I be honest with you, Mister Miguel? For sure, bro. Always. I, I need to be honest with you. You know something that gives me a lot of anxiety these days since Corona started. It was ne- it never used to be a problem, right? Because I I love people. I love being around people. Yeah. But going to the grocery store. <laughs> going to the That's grocery, the grocery st- store, bro. Yeah, because like I'm. I thank God, Lord, help me. I have not gotten that Corona. I've been... I, a lot of people that I know have gotten it, you know? Yeah,
1: I had it when it, like, first came out. Shoot. You got that Corona before yeah, the update? I had the Corona, but it was like, um... Thankfully, it didn't hit me that hard. Yeah. Zach got Corona right now. I had it. I had it like for three days, honestly, and Shit. and thankfully I didn't have like. I had every symptom, but like the cough. Like I had the fever. I had like the muscle aches. Damn. I had. Uh, I felt just weak and tired, but I didn't have a cough. So for for a minute, I didn't think I had it, but yeah. I ended up having it
0: dang dude well, sh- let, let's let's give a little shout out for zach and let's wish him a get well, Speed get well recovery,
1: speedy recovery to yeah.
0: zach man yeah because like otherwise i would have had him on today i told them i was having you on today like i called him a little bit earlier before you came and he was like ah oh, damn like i would have wanted to be there for that so shout out my dude zach but um yeah he's a great co-host i'd be i'd be having him on to co-host sometimes like yeah i've heard some of the episodes yep yeah, i, I, I want to have you on maybe to co-host like well, maybe I'll have a different guest on We'll we'll hit a co-host session You know I'm with it I'm
1: I'm for sure with it bro Fucking, ah, man. I just it's, love talking shit bro
0: like, Me too bro I just love talking
1: who. shit And I love that This podcast is very like Open ended You know yeah. It's not like a, You don't have to necessarily Stick to a specific topic Even though There's like a spe- like, There is kind of like Common threads Along these episodes Of yeah. like Psychedelic spirituality Meditation yeah. Shit like that and Which also- I love But yeah I love that It can just go from One point to another
0: And we follow our own road Like it might seem seem like in the moment to us because we're focused to the mo like where where's the people who are putting like a focus into like being in the moment right now learning to be in the moment like might seem like we're going from topic to topic but sometimes like I don't listen to these episodes back like full things but sometimes I'll listen back to it like a chunk of an episode and be like yo it's following its own path
1: yeah I mean, like conversation it's really, just flows
0: it's 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 putting its own like it's it's taking its own direction and that's why like that's why I love doing this is because Stuff like Joe Rogan, shows like Joe Rogan and, and like some of these other comedians. Comedians have some of the best podcasts, bro.
1: Every, like, I feel like every comedian has a podcast, but that's oh, yeah. it because it's like when you listen to a comedian, they have like, you know, their own set that they write mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But then hearing them in a podcast setting it's just like an actual conversation. You yep. get to hear a lot of their takes on, on other shit. And you guys will see how they're naturally funny too, just outside of the outside of the stage, which is really dope as well.
0: Yeah. And it taught me something that you actually touched on way earlier in the podcast, that um like it taught me that these natural conversations you can learn something from them bro whether sure. you're having them or listening to them like these long conversations are like they tell you something if not about the specific people who are talking or the topics that they're talking about but about human nature you know or like sure, about bro. who we
1: are what why we do and why we say the things that we do for sure bro and it's like i feel like i don't even remember where i heard this quote but it's something that like i heard it and it's just always stuck with me it's like Everybody knows something you don't know. You feel me? And it's just like, mm. I, I like to carry that sense of like, I feel like that comes with a sense of respect too. You know, mm. I don't really hold anybody lower than me as far as like, you know, just what they know necessarily. You know, maybe like we might be completely two completely different people, but that doesn't mean I can't learn something from you. Yeah. Or that you have something that... Or that you don't know something that may benefit me. Like I'm trying to know a lot
0: of stuff before I'm done on Earth, bro. So I'm trying to talk to a lot of people. For sure, bro. <laughs> I,
1: I like that too. I like. I love. I just love stories, bro. I I I don't know why I love stories, bro. Whether they're mm. fictional, whether they're like real life stories, I always just take something away from them. That's all. That's also like also why I'm glad I I start. I got into reading. Mm. I feel like there's a book for everything, and you know, there's a lot of stories that I just grab a lot of shit from bro like where it's like an interesting anecdote um or whatever it may be bro just even a little quote from the author you know i i just love shit like that man
0: yo i speaking of uh uh, of uh reading and stuff i have to bring this up to you since we were talking about astral projection and meditation and all that uh have you heard of russell targ nah Russell Targ is uh one of the scientists who worked on that famed CIA Stargate program or whatever, if okay, you heard okay. of that. So it's like in the seventies or the eighties, the CIA were uh they were dead ass testing psychic powers as a practic practical like wartime application, so they can get like you know like they're to- toying with the idea of like hiring psychics or training their soldiers to to have psychic abilities so that they can see like you know enemy like military bases or like secret like enemy like missile sites or whatever and they're they actually declassified a lot of the documents from the study and there's kind of inconclusive slash conclusive ish proof that psychic abilities are Real. totally plausible totally real and shit so that being said russell targ has this book right he has a few books he wrote a few books um because like he was involved in the studies he was involved in these tests or whatever but um i have one of his books called infinite mind or whatever and it's like supposed to be a guide to to remote viewing
1: have you heard of remote viewing um uh, no but i'm guessing from the name it's like you see what somebody else is seeing kind of
0: it, not not specifically what somebody else is seeing but it's the idea of like seeing like seeing something or accessing information that you don't physically have access to so like he did like a lot of his programs or a lot of his experiments that they ran would they would be like they would take somebody like the person who they thought to be psychic at first they were just working with like they would get psychics and they would get like a a control group or they would get people who are like supposed to be regular people and not have a psychic ability and they'd take them put them in these rooms that are like electromagnetically shielded. So they have like the foil or whatever on the inside of the room. So like (laughs) you can't get like the, the, you know, the the satellite or like radio frequencies can't get into the room. And they would have these people sit in a room. They'd have another person go out, like travel 50 to hundred miles away, go to a random place, like take a picture, take like a tiny video or whatever with like a camera and then come back. And then like, they would have this person at the same time as that person was doing that. They would have that person in that electromagnetically shielded room, like laying down, relaxing, just like, you know, being comfortable, like closing their eyes or whatever. And then just like saying what comes to like the person in there interviewing them would be like, "Okay, we got something we need you to try to see. And then this person would just be in there chilling or whatever for anywhere from like 10 minutes to like, you know, however long they needed to do this. They would sit there and they would just close their eyes and be like, "Okay, like I see I see this thing. I see like trees. And a mountain, and like a house with like a a, an orange roof and like a yellow side or some shit. And then like most of the time, with a success rate that was shocking, like above fifty percent of the time. Even the people in the control group group, who weren't supposed to be psychic or anything, they were still guessing shit that they shouldn't have been able to guess.
1: That's so wild, bro.
0: So they were from from that study, from those experiments. This dude, Russell Targ, this scientist, and he wasn't even like a. He wasn't like a physicist he was like a laser physicist so like he was specifically like involved with like developing lasers before they even had lasers for the military so he believes that in his opinion every human being has some sort of like weird psychic ability and we just don't like it's about like training yourself to like tap into it you know what i mean everybody could be like psychic if they want to but you gotta like via like meditation or like training your brain or like building yeah, a room that's f- shielded or whatever
1: <laughs> <laughs> whatever it may take man i feel like there, there's really a lot like our brain has a lot of power that we just haven't tapped into for whatever yeah. reason whether it's like spiritual or, mm. or something but i don't know but i just think our brains are super powerful yeah um i don't know if you want to like i don't know if like if it's the pineal gland whatever the fuck oh, yep. oh, like i don't know but there's just like i feel like we definitely don't know our full capabilities yeah. here i don't know if we ever will either but it's like i think we will it's uh it's it's interesting to think about that the possibilities are endless kind of um bro i'm trying to crack my third eye wide yeah, open for sure for sure. <laughs> 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 trying to bust it open bro
0: are you kidding i'm trying to have all those i'm trying to have all the psychic smoke i tried uh, a remote viewing test me and my fiance tried one uh where she like I had her pick an object. We were in Pennsylvania, like, away from, like, the city or whatever. I was like, oh, perfect place to try it. Um, I had her go into another room, pick an object, take, like, a container, right, put the object that she picked into that container, leave that, like, container with the object inside of it in another room, and then she came into the room with me. We closed the door. She took a piece of paper and a pen. I took a piece of paper and a pen. I laid down, and I just sat there for, like, 10, 15 minutes and, like, I kind of just described it. So like, I went exactly as the book said, you know, like that followed the instructions in the book. It's like, okay, like start talking, like close your eyes, relax. Like if you see anything, like the first few things you see, like that's probably just like noise in your brain or whatever. If you like get, if you start to feel your imagination acting up and you see like some random images or shapes or whatever, start writing shit down, start talking about them, whoever you're with, like have them write down what you're saying if you're not going to write it down. And uh, within 10 or 15 minutes, I ended up like, kind of hitting stuff
1: nice. so she's
0: like hold up hold up i need to show you what you i need to show you yo, I, been
1: spooked, bro. I, bro, been spooked.
0: I wasn't I, I was like i was giddy i was excited i was like yo if me like one of the most scatter motherfuckers i know like if i can like sit down quiet my brain for like five minutes and like focus on something pull some rat like a magic trick like that out of my ass like I mean, maybe everybody does have that. Maybe everybody's got that power. If I can do it, you can do it. You know what I mean? Like, if I, if somebody like me can do something like that, imagine somebody like Elon Musk if they. <laughs> yo,
1: Elon Musk is an alien already. So- yeah,
0: that motherfucker probably looks at us like like we're stupid.
1: Bro, have you listened to his Joe Rogan shit? Like, oh bro, yeah, he's a fuck. Like he talks like a fucking robot. Bro. Yeah,
0: did I? And like, yo. Th- Joe Rogan said it's hard as fuck to talk to him because he's like, he looks like he's always thinking about something.
1: He looks like he's always... I'm sure he probably does, bro. He's going through the calculations. Yeah, bro. Like, there's probably so much shit that he's trying to, like, fix or think about. Shit that we don't, like... You know, like, your ideas that you have (laughs) that you're working on that you haven't even told anybody? Like, imagine being somebody like Elon Musk and, like, the shit shit that he's probably thinking about making, bro. Like... That's probably the things that consume his mind.
0: You know that meme from uh I think it's from The Flash where it's like uh the show like the CW version of The Flash where it's like what's his name? That dude who's the opposite of Flash is like uh, his main villain or whatever like I don't know,
1: bro. I haven't watched that show. Shit, me
0: neither, but I know where the meme is from cuz like there's a me- like the, the meme of like the antagonist on that show and his eyes are glowing and it's like my my uh
1: my goals are beyond your
0: comprehension. <laughs> it's like that's Elon Musk. <laughs> probably shit, bro. Like bro, do you think he's an, al- he's an alien? Let's be real i mean a little bit i think so i it could believe you be, bro
1: who, who knows <laughs> who knows bro i'm like yeah i'm open to all the absurdity that the world has to offer mm-hmm. like any absurd theory or whatever I, i'm not like i'll hear it out doesn't mean I, i'll i'll believe it's true but i also can't say for sure that it's not because i don't have a lot of information bro like that's true like i can't deny anything, and, and bro. I just know that there's so much we don't know. Like there's there's shit that we don't even know that we don't know, bro. So it's like, how can I come to a conclusion about anything?
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, I do want to come to a conclusion ish right now, though, about about something funny. I want to speculate, bro. Not about something funny, but about something real uh, existential. There was some news I want to say two weeks ago about um, that astronomers were looking at the current map that they have of the observable universe, like, of just all the galaxies and, like, all the cosmic shit and outer space and, like, all the the different, literally, like, all the galaxies, all the fucking universe arms, the clouds of gas and everything, they were looking at the big picture of what we see so far, and there is a shocking amount of similarities between the way the universe works and the way it looks and, like, the cross-section of a human brain cell. Like... The the universe is structured like literally like a human's brain.
1: That's so wild,
0: bro.
1: That's so wild. No, I mean I've seen like pictures where it's like I don't know, like so like assumed then neuron and then like a picture of a galaxy or some shit. Yo, like, I've seen shit like that.
0: When they like they, they compared it literally not even just to the way that it looks, but the way that like uh um what's it called? Uh the way that that celestial bodies and like energy moves in outer space, like the way, like, fucking, uh, uh, like a supernova will happen, and like, or like, charged, electrically charged gas will travel from like one part of this galaxy to another. Like, it's literally, it behaves similarly to how these electrical signals bounce around in our fucking brains.
1: That's, that's amazing, bro. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't even know what to make of this information.
0: Yeah. Are we just in some big ass motherfucker's head?
1: Man, probably maybe maybe the universe <laughs> is our brain within each of our brains.
0: Yeah, that's what that's what I think, bro. when it When it comes down to it, my only explanation for like if that dude Russell Targ is correct about uh, everybody having some sort of psychic psychic power or whatever, my explanation for as to why that is is that we really just are all connected on some way that we don't understand. Like every sure. like living thing, and even every non living thing, is connected in some weird way that we don't understand yet.
1: I think so, too. I could picture that happening. And again, like, it's not something you could put into words, but it's just like, we are part of the universe, you know? Mm. Everybody's part of the universe, and the universe is, like, this big-ass entity I don't even know how to describe. Like, to me, like, the universe is God type shit, bro. Yeah. Like, if you if you think about God, it's, like, this all-knowing, all-ever-present, all-powerful, yep. like, that's kind of that's the universe, bro. Mm. So it's, like... It's kind of like this this higher power, but at the same time we we are part of this higher power you know and, and yeah. in 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 a small way, but like we 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 make part of the universe, we exist on the earth, so it's like
0: but you're you're made of the same shit that like a star 500 billion light years away is made of you know what i mean like your body like you miguel you're made out of like the same atoms and shit that are like in the sun for example you know what i
1: mean like that's such a wild thing to think about bro because at the same time we we think of ourselves as like such a small insignificant thing which we kind of are in the grand scheme of things like Mm -hmm. the earth is billions of years old the average person lives like what 70 60 years old.
0: I mean I'm pl- I'm trying to be here more than 100 bro. I'm going to augment my body as soon as Elon Musk updates that neural As soon as that, that neural chip comes out. <laughs> Yo bro, I'm in there bro. I'm trying to I'm trying to see ha- what kind of crazy hijinks we get up to in, in 2100, you know I what really I mean? I wonder
1: how much like more we'll be able to extend like our lifespan with like technology and advancements in medicine and stuff like that.
0: I people don't believe me, but I think within our lifetimes because we're like 24 25 right now, yeah. within our lifetime we're going to get to the point where like rat like we can almost double our lifespan i think potentially
1: i mean i don't see i mean yeah i don't i don't think that's impossible because it's like yeah. the way science and just technology is advancing bro it's advancing exponentially bro like it's advancing faster and faster and faster
0: yeah it's, next year we could have some crazy next year we could have flying cars
1: bro, like, <laughs> think about like bro we didn't have iphones like 13 years ago, bro. Now every fucking person almost alive has an iPhone. Yep. Or imagine explaining the internet to somebody like
0: 20 years ago. 20 years ago, bro. Even though it was a thing already, it, it was just a wasn't thing, but used it was, the same way. Yeah,
1: we just didn't use it how how we use it now. But yeah, like imagine like imagine what the fuck is going to come up in 20 years from now that we can't even imagine being possible now. You feel me? So I can't like, even think about it, bro. No, but at the same time, bro, would you like if you could live forever, would you?
0: forever no because and i'll tell you why specifically being that like because my beliefs my spiritual beliefs are like i think we're all connected or we're all like hooked up in some weird way or something like i think that death is something we don't necessarily understand 100 percent yet people fear it because it's something we don't understand i don't yeah, think it's sure. an end i don't think like Low key, like I think maybe everybody being connected, reincarnation, like these things are probably things that are kind of like related. And if they're real, then I have this this thing like about it. I think you need to kind of like death is something you need to experience. Like especially if for this sure. is like if that's not the end, that's something you need. Like that's an experience that you need to experience. It's a
1: checkpoint, yeah,
0: yeah it's a checkpoint for you to get to whatever comes next. You yeah. know what I and mean? And it's like,
1: bro, it's, I feel I don't, I got like really over my fear of death pretty early on in my life yeah because of some shit that i went through but um not saying i want to die or anything (laughs) i definitely don't want to die anytime soon me neither that's why
0: i said i'm trying to be here for a while i'm
1: definitely not scared of it bro because at the same time it's like bro it's gonna happen like to everybody there's no point in trying to avoid it no point in trying to like uh Mm -hmm. be scared of it you know when your time comes your time comes and that's just the way it goes Mm -hmm. so it's just like um but yeah like i i th- we have so many questions and there's no way for us to know until like you go through it and yeah. i don't know in a in a weird way i'm kind of looking forward to no- to finding out what what that stage is yeah. like what it is i think we already know
0: i think i think when you dream at night i think you get to see a sneak peek of whatever happens next you know Bro, where we go weird next ass dreams.
1: I, don't, I don't know about that but.
0: yo but i mean but the thing is at the end of the day you're whether if, whether it's your subconscious mind or you, you're learning how to lucid dream, we're in control of our dreams. Like our brain is in, in control of our dreams. What if that's like the next phase? What if you live after death here? Like you live in a place where like you create your reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like where you experience the world in a way where it's like things aren't happening to you or you aren't experiencing things that are happening externally that affect you internally, but you're affecting the external. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like flipped.
1: Yeah, that'd be dope. Honestly, uh, it's hard for me to think of death as like the end. You know, like I definitely it's see not. it. I see it as the end of like your physical vessel of your body. Yep. You know, because that definitely has an expiration date. Yep. But like, how can you, like, how can you end your soul? You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: energy is neither created nor
1: destroyed. Yeah, so it's exactly. got to go somewhere. And it's like even if you want to take it on some like literal level of like you know your body decomposes and becomes part of the earth. You know, in a sense, you're still part of something that's living you know yep. so it's like if, if there's a part of you that's still alive whether it's like your soul or something i don't know i, I like to think about shit like this bro
0: yeah me too I, sometimes it drives emily crazy bro when i'm at home it drives her fucking nuts because like <laughs> I'll, I'll be watching all these videos like reincarnation past life theories and like past life stories from kids and have I'm you like... ever done a past life meditation so um i actually go to a psychic every once in a while shout out kabri i be shouting her out all the time um, but we've been planning to do a past life regression hypnosis for okay, me. Okay, okay. Um, just because I feel like, especially a lot lately, I feel like I've been in this motherfucker before, you know? I, I feel like I've been in this bitch before. I feel like I've been 25 before in this weird, like... That's lit, bro. Goo <laughs> goo No, but like, the, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't remember anything. It's not like I have memories from a past life. But it's weird, like, I can almost... I almost know what it's like to be old. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't... I know that practically speaking, I sound like a crazy person. But it feels as though I have gone through, like... Like this cycle. I've gone through a cycle similar to this before. Because shit, like, is kind of uncanny. Shit's like... I don't understand. I'm not saying I know what I'm doing in life. I know my direction. I'm, I'm good or whatever. Like, I'm not saying I'm an expert on living life and that people should listen to me. But it's just like... It feels like I played this video game before and somebody deleted my save file and I had to start over. You know what I mean? I get what you mean. Yeah. It kind of feels like that. Bro,
1: I'm not, not going to like there's, there's times where it's like it's so weird because like you'll be experiencing like something like you know for sure like for example I'll have a deja vu, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm, I've never been in this place or with this person mm-hmm. in this specific moment but mm-hmm. I have a deja vu and it's like yeah. such a weird fucking thing because I know for a fact it, this hasn't happened before but it feels like it has, bro. Yeah. And that's such a weird phenomenon to, like, experience, bro, but...
0: You know what I think uh, uh, fucking deja vu is? I have a theory on this. What's up? I think deja vu is a symptom of precognitive dreams. You know why? I'll tell you this much. Like, most of my deja vu is unexplained. Like, I'll be in a situation, like you said, like, where I know I haven't been with this person before, I know I haven't been in this place, for example, or something before, but like, it feels like I've been there. But then I also have like 10% of those deja vu moments I can tie back to a dream that I've had. Oh, that's, like, that's kind of cool. It's weird, bro. And have I ever told you about the story of my cousin Andre? No. Um, so my cousin Andre died like four or five years ago or something. He was in a, um, like this really bad car accident. It was like a pile up on the highway in Brazil. Damn. And the night before he, we found out that he died, me, my sister, and my mom all had a dream about him the same night we all had a dream about him everybody like that's crazy not about him dying or anything just about him and then the next morning we found out that he died
1: yeah um i've heard a similar story i have a friend that his uncle died and the night that he died he had i think he had a dream or like he felt like a like a presence like a spiritual presence that was like he felt like it was his uncle and then he didn't know he had died but like he ended up like the next morning he he found out that he had died that same night that's right it's some weird shit bro and bro, I just love. I love talking about. I love talking about stories like this because it's like, it just shows me how much I don't know. And I'm yep. not like I'm not. I don't see that as a bad thing. I see that as something very exciting and very. I don't know. Just just very interesting.
0: It's humbling, and you know what else? It's humanizing. It makes me feel more human, and in a good way. Like you know, humans have our flaws, and we have like our shit that's wrong, wrong with us, quote unquote, or whatever. But it's like some things like that. Like hearing these stories that remind us that we barely know shit kind of puts us in a place where we can start to learn more than we ever could
1: have imagined you know yeah i I feel like it it raises these questions and you know questions need answers you know it maybe stories like this may may incite some research for somebody Mm -hmm. to like start trying to figure this shit out who knows if they will but maybe starts that desire and somebody to do it you know Oh
0: yeah i hope let me say something right here that i hope never uh uh Never bites me in the butt. And later on in life, I hope I end this worldly existence, this life that I'm in right now, with way more questions than I've ever had in my life. Way more questions than answers. That's how I'll know I was doing this shit right. Yeah, I feel like the more, sometimes the
1: more you find out, the more questions it brings up. You That's know? what
0: I'm saying. Because like the more, I think that knowledge might be finite because our universe, hypothetically speaking, theoretically speaking, is finite, but. I think it's very hard, if not close to impossible, for one person to know everything that there is to know.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think, like, it's also, at least for humans, it's, like, what we can know is very limited because we just have a limited perception, bro. Like, I was watching this, Uh, I think it was a Netflix show. I think it's called Explained. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Explained. It's cool. Yeah. Um. I forgot if there was, like, an episode on there where it was in another show, but they were talking about, like... Intelligence, right, and and measure intelligence in what way? Intelligence, like just how we measure intelligence, and they were talking about how um, we measure intelligence with animals. Mm. So, for example, they like they would like animals have different physical traits than we do. Like, for example, a dog can smell. I don't even know how many more times that we can, but their sense of smell is way stronger. It's
0: magnified, right? Yeah,
1: than ours. And their sense of vision is not as strong as ours. So it's like when it comes to their problem solving, they use their sense of smell more than their vision. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the way we perceive the world directly affects our knowledge and the way that we solve problems. You know what I'm saying? So it's Mm. like uh, if we can't sense certain weight like radio magnetic waves or whatever the fuck but who knows how that affects the world around us you know because yeah. we, we literally can't see it you know what i'm saying so it's like shit like that that you know has an effect on the world that it's, it's probably it would probably be really hard for us to understand or, or be able to analyze even you know
0: i mean true that but I'm willing to sit here through this life, through this existence, and figure it the fuck out, bro. Just figure it out, bro. Yo. So, with that being said, man, I kind of wanna, I kind of wanna circle back around and maybe like tie up today's discussion on the the point of of knowledge and how important it is to seek out knowledge and seek out the understanding of the universe in your own way. You know. And that being said, a podcast is a perfect fucking way to figure things out through conversation and uh, a perfect segue for me to ask you about what's next when's the next the uh the next sonic goodies episode coming out bro
1: uh we're actually recording this weekend um saturday so tuesday we we drop every other tuesday mm. so this tuesday that's coming up i don't know the date exactly but
0: <laughs> i'm gonna look it up right now hold up hold up we do th- we look things up on this podcast bro because i'm 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 responsible <laughs> I'm response. I, I, I say that as if every other podcast in the world didn't look stuff up. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but uh here, I'll tell you right now. This next Tuesday is is the 19th. So you're saying that the Sonic Goodies the next episode of Sonic Goodies is coming out on the
1: 19th? Yeah, uh the 19th at 6 p.m. That's when I usually upload the episodes. There's already a bunch of episodes you guys can listen to. We've mm. uploaded five so far since we started this um this new season. Let's go. So yeah, you could got you guys could listen to it on YouTube or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever mm. it is you prefer to to listen to.
0: Amen. And the next episode that you come back, hopefully with Josh. If it's with Josh, we can make it a special occasion. I'll try to get video for that one. I'm doing videos for the special occasions, like the first episode it. of the season, whatever you know, like. Last episode of the season or whatever, you know. The finale, shit. Yeah, you know, because it it feels a little bit more special, and I don't want to do video until I could consistently every single episode be putting out like that video quality that that be looking like bro, some of these I'm big ones. To, like,
1: figure out how to make that shit look crisp, bro. Like it's is the money, or
0: you got to buy your own gear and learn how to work with it, bro. That's yeah. it. There's no way around it. You got to pay somebody to make it look like that for you, or or but- you just you spend like. A stack on these fire like Softwares you know, shape, yeah. plugins, whatever. No, a stack on like real good cameras that you could just run through, whatever, you know, like record onto your computer and then put that shit in iMovie, whatever hurt, you need hurt, to do, hurt. you know. So, but, um, but that being said, the 19th, we got new Sonic Goodies. Everybody who listens to me, which isn't a lot of people yet, but you know, we're gonna build it there. Everybody who listens
1: to me, I'm encouraging you guys to go listen to Sonic Goodies. Yeah, for sure, guys. Um, if you're a music lover, um if you're constantly trying to find new music new artists uh that's kind of why we do it bro our point is just to spread good music talk Mm -hmm. about music we like and just hopefully you find something that you'll like too and you know have some laughs with us and yeah just have fun these guys are fucking hilarious i you
0: guys should go watch them now because they got the videos but man these guys are so funny to listen to and they got good opinions and sometimes uh 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 Y- y'all disagree on stuff, and those are usually the funny episodes—the funnier yeah, ones.
1: I mean, yeah, last episode apparently was really funny. Like we, we've had people say that was the funniest episode because everybody hated a whole lot of red except for me. So mm. I was I was going hard for for Playboy Cardi. All right, we,
0: we we're bumping that. Uh, we're bumping that at home. I'm gonna listen to that episode a little bit with my yeah, fiance I'm when I get home. I'm gonna play some shit
1: right now for you, bro. Actually, I might wait till we get a little lit to play it because it's like it hit different,
0: Yo, speaking of which, we start every episode with the cup. And we try to, I don't know if it's going to happen today, but we I tried to, amen, he finished his cup and we end every episode here with the bowl. So with that being said, we got our plugs in the way, uh, 19th new Sonic goodies end of the week. I'm doing, uh, probably a new podcast. So stay tuned for that. Uh, this is the angry barista with Mr. Miguel from Sonic goodies. Say, say goodbye to the people, bro,
1: man. Hope y'all had a good time. Listen to us. Um, take care, be safe. And just, uh, you know, keep exploring, man, and everything in life, your relationships. Just keep exploring. Don't settle for wherever you're at right now, man. That's my, I hope y'all leave with something from this podcast, whether it's a little laugh or a little bit of knowledge, but I hope y'all have fun listening.
0: Amen. Same from me. And with that expanded consciousness of yours, stay angry or not. Peace. Peace out.
1: I got to pee, bro.